was happening world i'm your host the wizard of Waz, benji wozniak and this week me and kira are going to be talking about clue from 1985 i was gonna try to see if i could do the uh the like little theme song <laughs> but i can't i'm not that good um welcome back guys we're talking about clue so exciting so ben tell me what is your history with the film okay so when it first came out there was like for me it was questions like is this going to be any good and then there was the part that they kept on telling you that you had to see different movies because they had different endings that's so so it was like really nostalgic for me because it reminded me of when i was in school there used to be these books and you'd read the book and you'd have to pick a page you wanted to go to and whatever page you went to would lead you to a different ending so Mm -hmm. it reminded me of that so i had to go see these movies wait so you're saying so we see three endings like when i watch it i see three endings you're telling me that was three separate released movies, so there's yes. three different chaos. Yes, that's amazing. Yes, yeah, so like you had, you didn't know what movie you were gonna see. You didn't know what ending you were gonna no. see. No, so it was really like you know, kind of nostalgic. Oh my god, that is so cool. I can just imagine people fighting, being like, "No, Miss Scarlet did. No, it was Mister Green. No, oh my god, yeah, that would be. Oh, yeah. That's really what happened. Yeah, and it was a lot of fun. Like it was really a lot of fun because. Like you'd get to the movie theater and you'd ask the the, the, yeah. the usher, you'd be like, "All right, what, what is this the ending that was last week?" You know, and like and they'd be like, "No, no, 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 it's a new ending." And you're like, "Oh, okay." <gasps> so it was really fun. That is so fun. Okay, so there are so spoilers. Obviously, you've listened to our show. There are three endings. We'll get to them, but do you have a favorite? I like the one where Tim Curry is the the bad, the middle. Yes, I thought that was no, really the last good one. one. Yes, the, the last one. The I last thought that one. was a really good one because. It just catch you by surprise because after all the stuff he does, like yeah. running through the, you know, and over here, and, and then you find out like he's the guy that did it. So that was kind of fun. That is funny. Okay. Yeah, that one's good. I do like that one. I like the Miss Scarlet one. Yeah. I am a sucker for Miss Scarlet. <laughs> so I love hers. Okay. So let's start, let's start talking about the movie and then we'll get into the different endings for those who seem confused if you haven't seen it recently. One thing that I always forget about this movie, but I love is that Deborah Hill's an executive producer on it. And for those who know, she also worked with John Carpenter on all the Halloween films. So I think it's really interesting in her movies, the, the like how she always will tie like great music like background music with her films i love it i think it comes through a lot in this film there are very different like tonal changes that you see and what i mean what do you think i I agree it's really really well done like for what they did with it i mean it's based off a game right true to base it off a game and to be this well done is so funny so funny tim curry well it's tim curry i mean you can't say nothing about the guy he's just so funny he's so rocky horror picture show i mean that's one of my favorite movies i mean i'm the Transylvania, transvestite, Transylvania. I mean, he's hysterical. I mean, he's a, he's a funny guy. He's so fun. We actually we should do Rocky Horror around Halloween. I oh, think that absolutely. would be really fun. Absolutely, because that's just so much fun. But yes, he Tim Curry's hilarious. He does head up all the comedy and all the craziness that happens in the movie. But I like how they blended all the aspects of the game without like beating it over like the head. I thought yes. And having the guy named the, the the bad guy be named Mr. Body, Mr. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of funny. And you know the different the weapons. I mean, they they really did a good job like integrating all the characters, the pieces, and all the the, the weapons and the different rooms, like the ballroom and you know the dining room, and like it was really fun. It was really funny. And I think what's fun is that when you go back and watch the movie, you can pick out all the points where they're like 
well, you weren't with us here and you weren't with us there because when you're watching it, it's like, oh, everyone's here all the time. That's like the kind of first viewing you get and you're like, oh, well, it could be none of these people because they're always all together. And then I like I like it on a second viewing when you're like, oh, yeah, Colonel Mustard is gone there. And oh, yeah, Miss Peacock is gone there. I think it's I think it's really well done. I think it's very, very fun. Yeah. And if you play the game, then, you know, that there's like secret passages that yes. lead you to different rooms. So they integrate that into the movie where, you know, you think the person's there, but actually they slipped through like one of the, the secret passages and went to like the dining room or, or the ballroom. So you kind of you get the, ga- the game aspect into it. It's really cool. It is cool. And it's fun because we have covered other game video like we did. We just did Sonic, which was a video game. And now we're doing Clue, which is a board game. And I think it's really interesting how we can take these ideas and like bring them to life more so with Clue, because the people are actually getting fleshed out stories, which we don't see in the game. The game is just all blind. Right. I mean, you look at the pictures of the cards and you kind of have an idea of what the people are like. And they actually bring that to life. Like Miss Scarlet is like, a you know, kind of like a, a set bot. You know, she's, oh my god but she is one her and mrs white i think are two of the best well-written like women yes. i they're so strong and unapologetic and hilarious yes i like miss peacock too because like oh when she god. snaps <laughs> it's so funny when she just starts losing her mind it's then, hilarious who slaps someone slaps her i'm like oh <laughs> it's mr green mr green slaps her yeah. he goes get a hold of yourself and when she's screaming it's very funny what makes the movie shine one of the best gags in it is how snappy and how fun the dialogue is it plays a lot into it like when um scarlet and colonel mustard are locked in the room and they're like let us out let us out and then tim curry miss peacock everyone else they're on the other side of the door and they're like let us in let us in and i I just think that like very like quick kind of humor is like i i think it's very enjoyable because it goes with all of the body humor and like the prat falling that tim curry was doing so i thought it was like a very nice blend of like screwball comedy with a murder mystery yeah and like when they separate and they they put them all into like the different groups that have to go search for the house and, yeah. and like like I'm not going with him I'm not going with him you know and it was just it was really well done like I liked that. I thought it was really funny and like like the different murders that happen when they tie it up at the end because you're kind of like watching the movie going why they kill that person you know, right why they kill this person like the the singing telegram you know it was like she had, they open the door and then like she gets shot and killed and you're like why they kill her you know. Then the cop, you know, it's like, why are these people like the motorist, the motorist? And you're like, why are these people being killed? And then like if they tie it all in, which was really good, which is really good. And going back to your favorite ending, the movie, well, one of the final lines of the movie is Mr. Green going. It was Mr. Green in the hallway with the revolver. And I like I love that. I was like, that is how you announce it at the end. Yeah. Some things I didn't like about the movie. The Mr. Green storyline was did not age well for me. Yeah, yeah. And like, but I guess that, and like his treatment throughout the film, but I don't know. I loved Mrs. Peacock and Miss Scarlet and Miss White. They shine for me. Yeah, I think like, that's the thing about like now compared to the eighties, like you, when you look at movies that were made in the eighties and you see stuff and you go, okay, that would not fly well now. Like, yeah. Like, I, I mean the part that just like the part that irks me and I did black it out. And then when I was re watching it, I was like, oh yeah, this is happening. The movie actually ends on the line, Mr. Green says in the real ending, I'm going home to have sex with my wife. After his whole storyline is that he is a closeted gay man that works for the government. And it's like to get into this black, to become blackmailed, essentially. 
which I thought was a really fun twist on how to get everyone together and give everyone code names. I, d- yes. I did appreciate that. Yes. And I thought that was really cool. Like when they're all first brought in and Tim Curry is like, you know, introducing them and then he introduced them like as the characters. And then you find out that the, that's just their code names. Yeah. You know, it's not their real names. And then like, I was like, oh, all right. And then like, it makes you think about the game and you're like, all right, well, you know, this is Peacock. Is that their real names in the game or are those just like code, you know, names, code too. names too? And I really liked it. And I thought it played well because it added, I think it helped add a layer to the movie where as these people are going through these murders and are trying to survive this, like essentially a haunted house to them. It's like a game of cat and mouse. They have, there's, you can see them start to devolve and like their secrets come out. And I like that. I think you see it the most with Colonel Mustard. I mean, you see it with everyone, but I think he, he crumbles the most. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. Understand. Direct stress like that, I mean, how much can you take? Like, you would end up stressed. Wanda. Want- Wanda. <laughs> so, I mean, that's how it is. I mean, like, so much pressure and stress on you. I mean, if you're put into a situation like that where people are being murdered around you and you can't get out and you can't go anywhere and you're stuck, I mean, how much stress would you be under? I mean, would you be, I, I'd probably snap. I'd snap. I would. I'd be like, these are all my secrets. Like, if you're coming, if you're coming for me, come now. Like, I don't know. I also don't think I would survive well in... I, like a thing like that, I think I'd like to think in my head I I could, but realistically I could not. <laughs> yeah, I I think of like Jaws when there three of them are on the boat and the shark's gonna like basically like kill them and they know this and like and then they start like talking about their lives. They're like, yeah. you know, Clint is like, you know, I was stuck on the submarine that sank and you know the sharks and they start spilling their guts to each other, you know. And it's more like they bonded, right? Because you know, of the stressful situation, I think that's what happened in this movie too, where. You know, they're so stressed out and everything's going to happen. So they kind of just like, you know what? I'm just going to tell my life. You know? Yeah. Like, look, th- these are the people I'm with. This is how it's going to go. And if it's going to end, I want, the- I want the truth to be known. Right. And I think through that, they made some very funny. They had created some really funny moments and some really fun scenes. Like, I love how everyone was like, they're communists. And everyone's like, that's a red herring for <laughs> this. And like how that like threads stick through. Like, I thought that was so funny. And like, cause like, yeah, we're in the eighties. Like what's the biggest thing? Communism and like yeah. socialism. And then Miss Scarlet, I mean, I hate capitalism, baby. You know this if you listen, but Miss Scarlet's like, I'm doing it for the capitalism. I'm going to become the blackmailer. Y'all belong to me. This is why she's one of my favorites because she's so unapologetically like men are stupid. Y'all are dumb. You spill your secrets to my girls and then I get them. And now I'm eliminating my girl. So only I have the power. Like she was she was the true mastermind. I wish her ending was the real ending. But I do like the Tim Curry ending. Yeah, they had they had some all three endings are good. I just really like the Tim Curry one because I didn't see that coming. Right. Oh, absolutely. Because he was like, you know, all through the movie, he's like, you know, it happened here. And he's running to the one room and he's like, and then, he, you know, he runs over and he does like, you know, and he's got the candlestick and he's running through the thing. He's like, hit her here, you know, and. Like, scares the hell out of his peacock. <laughs> and then he's, like, throwing Mr. Green on the ground. He's like, okay. Right? You're dead here. <laughs> it was just so funny because you're like, and then he's like, then you find out that he did it. And you're like, what? 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 I mean, right. But, you know, so it was kind of like a criminal mastermind. You know, he's basically telling you exactly how he did it. Exactly. And everyone's, like, flabbergasted. But then he's like, honestly, like, let's all get away with it. <laughs> and they're like, no. And then I thought it was funny that the head of the FBI was disguised as a Jehovah's Witness. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that tracks. Um, so, but no, it was, it's a very fun, lighthearted movie. Very good family movie. I mean, I was first introduced to this movie because my family was a big player of the game that was like, we had all played Clue together. And then when we became 
old enough, we all watch the movie. So like to me, this is like a family movie. And I think it still holds up as that. It's very fun, kind of spooky, but like a really good whodunit. And I love a murder mystery. Like we could look at something more recent like Knives Out, which very similar. But I don't know. To me, this is kind of like a classic. Yeah. And it was it was an all star cast. I mean, oh my God. Tim Curry. They had Madeline Kahn. They had Ellen Brennan, Michael McKeon, Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. He always shocks me when I see him in the movie because I know it's coming. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, there you are. <laughs> right. And it, 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 he's just so funny because it's like he's trying to be so like politically correct in everything he does. And then he slept with his his patient. So, yeah, it's kind of polar opposite of what you're talking about. Exactly. He's like, oh, yes, we psychiatrists like you slept with your patient. You have no integrity. Everything you say is. But then I think it's so funny how he sleeps with a patient and then gets hired by the United Nations. It's like "Mm, kind of tracks for people in government. I don't know. I thought it was so funny how this whole thing like revolved around the government and like government secrets and like espionage like that was the biggest scare to them in the 80s yes and it really was because like living in the 80s uh (laughs) aging myself but growing up during the 80s i mean i was there for a lot of that and it was like people were terrified that you know our secrets were going to get out to the russians and like we had the whole like you know the Russians are attacking. Get under the t- get under the desk, and you know the, if there's a nuclear bomb, <laughs> hide under the desk. It wouldn't work, by the way. But that's what they were telling us at the time. So that's so insane. Because now we've come to find out that Mark Zuckerberg has sold all our information to Russia through Facebook. It's like so funny, full circle things. I know, big tangent, big leap, but it's there if you hear, if you catch, if you know what I'm saying. But I think this movie was so funny because of that. Because Ben and I are from two different generations, we yep. we take away two different things while we're watching this movie. And like, I don't know, I just thought like Ed Herring for communism. I don't know, that line was so funny to me. Yeah, actually, like, so I saw it in the '80s. So like for right. me, it didn't. <laughs> It didn't have all the political satire that it does now that I watch it. I'm like, all right, right well, now that I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, okay. And, like, some of the stuff that I see in the movie, I'm like, oh, yeah, they can't really do that now. Like, yeah. Yeah, they, they make you vet, like, this total tramp and like that sleeps with everybody. And, and then she gets murdered because of the fact that she slept people to get their, their information. And it's, you know, nowadays people don't want, you know, people don't like stuff like that. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, I think I think the sexualization of a vet is very pointed. I think in the beginning, it's seen as more satire of like what like a butler and a French maid and like yes. a chef look like. And then as we get deeper into the story, when we find out more about these people, it's like, oh, is this a tactic that she uses? Because we see all the men coming to comfort her and coming to help her and like, you can see how they can be manipulated into giving that Im- giving information up like Miss Scarlet has taught her and coaxed her how to do. And I think that's really interesting because we see Miss Scarlet do those same tactics with men in a different way because she's seen as more of like a person of privilege versus a vet. So I loved it. I thought that was super interesting. Yeah. And I thought Miss Scarlet was more like an aristocratic type of. Oh, absolutely. Where she was more like, you know, stuck up. But she was like refined and, you know, whereas Yvette was more like, you know, flaky, kind of like, you know, yeah, um, Scott's just like, no, this is how this shit is and this is how it's going to be. And that's it. And I think both of them are archetypes on like male constructed ideas. And I think Mrs. White is also another great example of it. Because she's Mrs. White, but then they start to refer to her as like a black widow because she like kills her husband. And she's like, husband should be disposable. Like, I don't get what's wrong with this. Like, (laughs) I think it's funny. I think also I love that the line 
the flames line, flames on the side of my f- flames. That was actually improvised. I love that. That's like one of my favorite lines, one of my favorite facts. She, Madeline Kahn's amazing. But no, like, and I thought even if you look at Miss Peacock, she's like this archetypal like wife. Like we see it. I feel like we did this in another movie where we see the wife being like all comforting and supporting to her husband. And then behind his back, she's like wheeling and dealing. And like, she is like, ah, oh, I feel like we talked about this in another movie. Probably have. I know. It seems familiar. But Brightburn? It wasn't Brightburn. No. Think? Mm, I can't. Well, I'll I'll think about it. If you guys think about it, let me know. Yeah. My brain's not working today. If you listen to us, you know what we're talking about. You do know what we're talking about. <laughs> because she's like, she's making all these moves behind the scenes without, we're assuming without her husband's knowledge if she doesn't want it to get out. And then we can only imagine she's playing the loving senator's wife. Like, oh, I'm hosting dinner parties. I'm being nice. I'm eating exotic monkey soups. Like, I am this, but I'm also in the bathroom making backhanded deals. So I thought that was also an interesting archetype. Also, kind of like all the women inherently were kind of bad sans the chef. The chef did nothing but cook and then get killed for it. But I feel like all these other women were kind of like categorized and like demonized in certain ways, whereas the men weren't. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. They weren't villainized like the women were. They weren't. And then even we only see Tim Curry be a probable ending killer because it turns out Mr. Green's undercover in the FBI. So it's like Professor Plum or Colonel Mustard like couldn't do it. Like they're just off the table. I don't know. I thought that was interesting. I mean, we do see, as we talked about before, Colonel Mustard crumbling because he's not a man. He's a person that war profiteers. Yeah. Yeah. And then Professor Plum's just a scumbag who sleeps with his patient. So I guess maybe they wouldn't be smart enough to pull it off. Maybe that was... If that was the message, then I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the characterization of those two was like, you know, where they could not possibly be the killers because they just, the characterization, they were just like idiots. Idiots. Like, they were total idiots. I, I mean, they did, they tried to be something that they weren't. Like, right. Like when you watch, when they first get introduced and everything, you think like they're a certain way, like, you know, Professor Plum, you know, he's supposed to be like, you know, an intellectual and you find out like he's not. And then Christopher, Colonel Mustard, you think, you know, he's a colonel. See, you automatically stereotype colonel. You know, you think yeah. like this person that's, you know, in control and, you know, he's a colonel and he's, and then you find out that he's a total mess. A total mess. And I think it's so funny because I think it's evident in the opening scenes of Professor Plum and Miss Scarlet. We see exactly who they are. We see Miss Scarlet's car breakdown, right? And she's used, she can't fix it. She doesn't want to fix it. She's not, she doesn't have the tools. She's in her party dress. So she uses her feminine wiles to get Professor Plum to stop the car. But why does Professor Plum stop the car? Oh, because he's a creep and a pervert. We see it when he tries to feel her up at the front door. Yeah. And Tim Curry, the butler, goes, oh, I didn't know you guys were acquainted. She's like, we're not. Yeah. Very clearly. And he's like, you can see him kind of like, oh, I don't have access. I I thought that was very interesting. And then for his storyline to be that he sleeps with his patients. Yeah. And and that he would think that Miss Scarlet would just like come on to his um, his wilds. And she's like, if you put it, stop that quick. She's like immediately no. So I thought that was really interesting. And then we see Colonel Mustard being like, oh, yeah, in the war, in the war. It's like, dude, you took apart radios and like sold the pieces to make money. Like, I don't think that's very like heroly. I don't know. Yeah. And I was thinking like, you know, not to say anything, but like Professor Plum, like people like with titles, sometimes I feel that they're in their minds feel entitled. If that makes any Absolutely. sense. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, we see, we see people abuse their positions of power constantly. Yeah. And I felt that's what Mr. Plum, like since he was professor, he felt that, he, you know, the women would automatically do whatever he wanted and, you know, come on to his wiles. And 
sadly that it is true in life i mean people like in power do believe that that's how it is exactly because they think that money and power equates to not rules yeah and you see a lot of that in football right now like a lot of the football players are being accused of like you know sexual advances on women i mean you know it's they're saying like you know oh no no but you know one one accusation you're kind of skeptical but when you have like six or seven you kind of step back and go yeah something something's not here's the oh 20 here's the thing i I don't know who you guys are talking about, but I do believe that we should believe women because I know obviously there are women that lie about these things and those women should be punished because this is not something that you should lie about. This is someone's life. But more than that, you're discrediting every other woman that this has happened to and they get discredited because of this. So I do. I am always in the camp of believing women. I feel like if you're going to come to light with something like this, especially there has been precedent where it would ruin your life over your abusers. Like I have seen everyone's one be like, oh, it ruins a life, it ruins a life. I see plenty of people move on with their lives like nothing happened. It doesn't, it hurts women more. And I always am in the camp of believing women, no matter what, unless it is very clear that that person is lying, jail, fines. That is inexcusable. Yeah, like the whole Johnny Depp thing with that 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 was this aw- this First whole all, thing was just ridiculous i have so much to say about johnny depp i think it's hilarious these dick riding fanboys paid three thousand dollars three thousand dollars first of all you care this much about someone who doesn't know your name okay you paid three thousand dollars to get all these court documents unsealed oh and then it came out that your god is bad yeah there those documents were sealed for a fucking reason i don't know i don't feel bad because Obviously, this guy's a creep. Obviously, like, and you know what? Maybe there are things called trauma responses. We don't know what Amber Heard was thinking, and she was just villainized and demonized on the stand. Not saying I'm in the camp of defending her. I could care less about these two people, but I do hate this, this, like, dick riding for predators. I hate it. We see it with Johnny Depp. We see it with Marilyn Manson. We see it with, I don't know, literally name anybody. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just the whole thing. Like, there's so much more stuff in the world that, could have been put on television and you put this on television there's so many more people that are talented and have things to offer than fucking abusers and predators i will never care about any any art or anything they have to say or do yeah and that's the thing about like our society we we focus on these people like they're they're some kind of like demigods we're like oh we you know look at these people look what they've done oh my god and like we want to know like let's go let's make a story about make this a movie let's go to documentaries and it's like why these people are scumbags 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 you know who we should be celebrating survivors yeah that's who we you know who we should be mourning victims yeah we should not i don't care about these people i don't care about them and back to clue i do care that miss scarlet uses all her femininity to expose these men for being creeps and she wants to blackmail them because girl get your money that's all i'm gonna say yeah i feel i mean you can't do the crime, don't do the time. Exactly. I mean, she did go to jail in one of the endings, but I'm just saying, you know, if you're if you're committing crime and someone catches you and and blackmails you, don't be mad at the blackmailer. You put yourself out there. I mean, you did. You're the idiot. You, know? you are. And I think it's so funny because in this movie we see it, we see it come abound when like Miss Peacock's like, oh, I could never me no and then it's like okay no here you did and she's like oh yeah i guess that was me damn you got, <laughs> you got me and like with the photos i thought it was so funny okay this is like obviously a generational thing but with the photos when they had um, like the negatives i yeah. was like who's a friggin who has like a 
a line of negatives anymore. Oh man, I remember we used to have to. They they give us our photos and they give us the negatives. This way, if you ever had to go back, you could take the negatives and get more photos made and stuff. And it was it was such a pain. Yeah, that's like what was that movie with a uh, Robin Williams one hour photo where he like yeah. developed the photos and became obsessed with them. Yeah, and he was doing all kinds of creepy creepy stuff with them. Yeah, yeah. talk about being talk about being a creep. <laughs> yeah, he played that really well. He, yeah. he played that really well. I miss him as an actor because he he, oh. he was so diverse. He could do anything. He could be comedy. He could be serious. You know, we really don't get a lot of that right now in, in actors. I mean, as far as like Robin Williams' style, I mean, Jim Carrey, kind of, yeah. no. Sandler, not really. I think that, that was like a generational thing. Like Tim Curry, uh, not Tim, Tim Conway mm-hmm. was incredible like that. He could be serious. He could be comedic. And then you had Robin Williams. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I feel like not to the same degree or vein as Robin Williams because, I mean, he could just, he was so hilarious. He could just riff for hours and hours and then really bring like an emotional punch. But I think there are some actors who, who are good nowadays. I will say I am a big fan of Adam Sandler. I know that sounds weird, but like his dramatic movies are good. Yeah. I saw, so I saw Punch Drunk Club. That was the first dramatic Adam Sandler movie I saw really really good and then i saw uncut gems really good I don't, I don't know i don't know not why urban Williams. i'm not equating these two at all i'm just saying adam sandler has some good stuff and i do like him and he's from nashua so yay <laughs> a little hometown hero hometown. <laughs> well anything else you want to add to this movie i love this movie i would absolutely recommend it it is fun it is silly it's a good little whodunit it would be a good double feature if you wanted to do this in another one. If you can't tell, I do love the genre film. Bodies, Bodies, Bodies is everywhere this Friday. This is not sponsored, but it is a whodunit. So check it out if you likely pace. <laughs> what about you, Ben? I thought everything. I thought the movie was great. I highly recommend it. I think Tim Curry puts on a hell of a performance in it. Uh, all the actors really do. I mean, if you get a chance to watch it, you won't be disappointed. And make sure you watch all three endings because all three endings are hysterical. Well, I like, so, sorry, I know we're saying goodbyes, but now I'm going to digress. No, I do right. like how they have, in the only in the versions I've seen, they have, like, well, this could have happened. And this, like, don't skip through any of them. Watch them all. I wish I could have seen the fully cut movies. Yes, yes. I wish they re-released them. That would be great. Oh, that would be awesome. Just the chaos that would ensue. Yes, because people want to see all three endings. But they shouldn't even tell that there are different endings. They should just release them. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. How funny would that be? And everyone's like fighting like, this happened. No, this happened. No, th-. I would love it. I need it. I love the chaos. Well, that's all for this week. Please tune in next week to What's Happening. <laughs>